You are listening to the e-commerce marketing school presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Joanne, thanks for joining us on the e-commerce marketing school. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, you're our guest professor on today's lesson. And I reached out to you about doing this episode because we're going to do a little bit of like how it started, how it's going situation, right? Um, yeah. You had a tweet recently and I, looking at your Twitter right now, it's actually your pinned tweet. Hopefully it'll stay that way for a little while and uh, our listeners can go find it. But you said that the tweet reads, it's taken me so long to write this thread, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, Eli saying, when are we going to tweet about this? And then you drop the the kicker, which is we hit 1 million email subscribers this week and here's how we did it. And then you walk through exactly the process of how you did grow the Jones Road Beauty email list to 1 million subscribers, which by the way, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. It was such a big milestone and I'm just so proud of our team for for getting there. So it's been it's been a great journey so far. Yeah. I mean, so just walk us back to the very beginning. I know we can read through the thread and I'm sure everyone listening will, um, but go back to the beginning because you started at Jones Road two years ago. Is that right? It's Yeah, almost. So I started in January 2020. So it's been a year and a couple months. <laughs> Not even two years, like a year and yeah. six months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what was the subscriber count then? For your email list. So when I started with Jones, we were at 200K. And so from January to December, basically, we went from 200 to a million. Um, so we saw insane, insane growth. In or, one calendar yeah, year. 2021. In one calendar year. 2021, I believe, now that I'm thinking about it. So yeah, one calendar year, we went from 200 to a million. That's incredible. Um, I, I don't know that I've seen that kind of email list growth. From anyone, really. Uh, 200,000 is like an incredible start. Uh, do it you was. have kind of the backstory of what was happening to get people on the email list before you got to Jones Road? Sure. So Jones Road is founded by Bobby Brown, a absolute empire she has built in the beauty market. And the business had been active for about a year before I started. So it took them about a year to grow that email list to 200,000. And our chief marketing officer, Cody Plofker, he has done a really fantastic job at growing our list before I got here with the funnel that he created. So they launched Jones Road, I believe, with a quiz. I'm not sure if they actually launched with a quiz, but it was an initial um, quiz that kind of gave a couple different product recommendations, um, including one product, Miracle Bomb, which is one of our best sellers. And this quiz did a great job at um, funneling customers into our email list. And then we followed up with them via a flow that had, you know, custom profile properties based on the quiz answers. And so it was there. It was a little rough. And so when I came on, I really wanted to perfect that funnel on the email marketing side of things. And so I completely redid our quiz, made it product specific. So we launched with a new Miracle Bomb quiz. And then as new products came out, we launched individual quizzes that we could run those ads to specifically for that one product instead of keeping it all in one quiz. We wanted to separate it out. 
And so that was, I think, a really big key to success was making every quiz individualized as well as individualized clavial flows to follow up with that. Uh, instead of talking about like having everybody go into one quiz and then using logic to kind of move them around into different products, mm-hmm. each product has its own quiz. And there's a landing page on the Jones Road site that's like all the quizzes are all on one page, right? Exactly. And so the customer can take multiple quizzes um, if they want to get their different shade based on a single product. But we found it works best for us and for our customers to break up each quiz. Okay. And what if they, how do they go from one to the next? Or actually, well, we'll get to that question. Let's set that one aside, a little parking lot uh, for that question, because I want to, I want to stay on track here with the, uh, how they actually go through, like, how do they, they get to the quiz? And, um, and then how did kind of follow up to that is like, how did you go from taking a year to get 200,000 to then over a million the following year. I mean, that's like, I don't know what percentage growth that is, but it's one bajillion a percent, <laughs> uh, a lot percent growth. Yeah. But, and so I really think that we perfected our ad funnel. So the majority of our ad traffic drives to either a video or a static image asking customers to take the quiz. We found that the number one objection that our customers have with buying makeup online is that they don't know what shade is going to work for them. And so we alleviate that objection right off the bat by that quiz. And when the customer takes the quiz, we actually have our email form as optional. They don't have to put in their email if they don't want to. But by having it be optional, sure, we're, we're missing out on, you know, 50% of subscribers. That's the opt-in rate of that form, which is actually insanely high. But that 50% of customers that opt in to take their to enter their email, they're such value bleeds. And so the quality of the list that we are growing is so much stronger that it could be double by now, I'm sure. But those leads, not all of them would have been qualified and our unsubscribe rate would have gone way up. And so I'm not concerned about having a giant list size. I'm concerned about quality rather than quantity when it comes to growing our list. And so I think that that's a really important aspect. Yeah. So if you you feel like if you would have forced email sign up to get the quiz results, that you would get people who get the results and then just immediately unsubscribe and that or get the results and then just ignore every email, which ultimately isn't doing any good for anyone. Um, Exactly. You might have a two million subscriber list, but a less engaged list overall. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, so they go, so they, I am shopping around the internet and I'm looking at, uh, you know, foundation uh, from different brands and I get targeted with an ad for a Jones Road and that ad tells me what? So we go through so many iterations of our ads, but essentially it, it'll it say something in the caption of if you're curious or don't know your shade click this link and come and take our quiz. And so customers, so it goes from cold traffic to retargeting. um, And then that's on the ad side, but at least on the email and SMS side, I will take a campaign and send it to zero time purchasers. Say the objection is that foundation. It'll be all the information about the foundation and then the footer will incentivize the customer to take the quiz. But what I can do in say Figma or, or wherever you might design your emails, 
duplicate that email if the customers have already taken the quiz, use that footer to, you know, sell them on a face pencil or do an intentional cross sell or say they're active, not recent customers use and then maybe they have taken the quiz and they haven't purchased, use that footer to maybe send a selfie to our CX team to get shade matched if you're still confused about your quiz results. And so I use the quiz in so many aspects of our retention. It's it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that those data quiz. points help with conversions yeah. on those non-customers, right? The people that are on your email list but have never purchased. Exactly, exactly. So I'm always thinking of, you know, I'm always thinking if the majority of our customers are coming on our email list from the quiz, that should continue on in their journey other than just the flow that they get with their quiz results. So I'm I'm always trying to think of what's beyond just that quiz flow. How can I incorporate these customers into other aspects that might help their journey? Yeah, this might be more of a question for Cody, but do you know, are there ads for uh, like other purposes around Jones Road? I, I'm asking because it's very rare that uh, someone on the paid side will agree to run ads directly to a list growth tool um, or like to build ad like a portion of the ad spend being dedicated to growing the email list. I think that's really interesting. And I, I would love to talk through kind of how you got to that and why Cody sees value in it. Sure. And I, I think that there's a couple of reasons. I don't want to speak for Cody. He might have a di- different answer, but it goes back to that potential objection of the customer knowing their shade. And it's it's easier for, in my opinion, to drive to something like a quiz than just a PDP. It's it's more interactive. As human behavior, like you like to fill things out and complete something. And so, mm-hmm. if there's interest around that certain product, but that one objection is you just don't know your shade, that ad could be that answer. So that's a retargeting tool. In terms of other ads that we potentially run, there's storytelling, there's brand building, it's education surrounding our products because they're so differentiated. I think our top ad right now is just Bobby talking in front of the camera, going over the shade breakdown of of the Miracle Bomb, you know, and, and that performs super well for us. And so education is another really big factor that goes into our quiz results pages. Um, we always want to tell the customers why we're recommending something to them versus just here are your quiz results. Have a nice day. You know, education is a huge, huge, huge pillar in in our retention and our marketing as a whole. What do you do with your existing subscribers? Did they help you grow your email list? I I would say so. I mean, the I think the reason why we've been able to maintain such a big email list is because of the content that we're sending to our subscribers. I'm not sending out an email campaign unless I have something of value to share. I'm not just going to sell our brow pencil. I'm going to educate our customers on how to get a full brow using the brow pencil. And so I think there's authenticity in in educating your subscribers beyond just using your products. And that's another pillar that Bobby has believed in her entire career is that you don't need more beauty products, you need better beauty products. And and that's something that I try to convey to our subscribers a lot. And I think that it's a hook and it's it's a purpose for them to stay on our list because they're getting more than just marketing for us. And they're getting confidence, they're getting education. It's it's more than just makeup for us. And I and that's a pillar for me too. I was gonna say you could use that pillar for like all of marketing probably, um, but specifically email. You don't need more email. You need better email, right? 
Exactly. Talk to us about SMS too, because I know that's a big part of your strategy. And I don't think we can get away with talking about email without talking about SMS these days. So uh, how does SMS factor in? Um, what's that list growth been like? What kind of what's the opt-in rate of versus email? You know, is it like 25% of people do both or um, let's dig into that a bit. For sure. So our, our list size for SMS is much smaller than email. I would say it's about a quarter. But when it comes to the content, a quarter that we're of a million. SMS. <laughs> so down there, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> right, but the, the content and, and the pillars stay the same. It's it's all about education for me and overcoming any potential objections for that customer. So if we send out a campaign to customers about Miracle Bomb, the customers that click and don't purchase, I'm sending them a campaign two days later. Um, saying something like either send a selfie to our CX team if you're confused about our shade or take our quiz. And so I'm always trying to alleviate concerns for our customers. And that's just the, our content strategy for SMS, making it as personalized as possible and using the data that we get from our quiz um, to send in those campaigns as well. So that skin type, skin tone, the purpose of the products that they're looking for. And so I just try to make the content as personalized as possible without going like, too much. I feel like sometimes you can see SMS that's like, hey, Joanne, I saw that you were on our site looking at XYZ products. I think that you would love this. Like, not to say that that's not bad, but I think that some brands can go a little too personalized. <laughs> yeah. Do you do mostly campaigns on SMS or do you do a lot of flows there too? We have a lot of flows. Yep. So we have, you know, the regular welcome series, abandoned car, browse abandonment, all of like your, your basic flows. And um, I mean, there's always room for improvement, like expected next order day or cross selling or the whole nine yards. But we try to cover all of our bases and then campaigns are just the cherry on top for us. Yeah. Those flows, do they mirror what you're doing in email or is it a truly unique channel? I would say that it's a unique channel for us. I, I think for email, it's more long form and SMS is more short, short form. So I am directly calling out potential objections that our customers have about our product. So I've done multiple hours and hours of extensive research with our customers, looking at one-star reviews, reading NPS scores, trying to figure out what our customers don't like about our products. And so that way I speak like I'm a customer, like I've had an experience with our products. And that's how I talk to our customers over SMS to make sure that they feel related to that they're that their voice is heard almost too. Yeah. So it's a bit more personal. I mean, it's like, yeah, on their, I mean, yeah, emails on their phone too. But it's like, I don't know, it feels a little bit more personal to get a text than to get an email. Right. Exactly. Is there, have you ever played around with um, how people get onto the SMS list? So do they go email opt-in and then SMS? Have you tried SMS first? Have you done anything like different in terms of SMS? Do you drive any ads direct to SMS? What about that? Not so much. Email's kind of been our bread and butter for that opt-in channel. But when it comes to SMS, we have our pop-up, um, we have our checkout opt-in, and then we also use our list, our email list, to then sign up for early access to specific product launches. So those have been like our main forms of list growth. And our email the email opt-in campaigns, which I'm sure people have seen before, but you essentially just send an email campaign um, to your list 
ask them to sign up for SMS to get early access. They can click through and then subscribe to your email list that way, which has performed very well for us. So they are already on your email list. They get that email about opting into SMS for early access to products. And maybe it's like a particular product that's dropping soon. Uh, and so it's a, a little bit of FOMO reason to get them on the SMS list. And then they opt in. When they opt in for that that purpose, uh, do they just go onto the main list or do they only hear about that product? So they go onto our main list, but okay. they specifically will hear about that product yeah. um, in, in the morning, whenever it launches. Yeah, cool. What else are you, uh, I mean, maybe you don't have to give away all your secrets, but uh, what are you thinking about in terms of list growth? Like, what other things do you want to try? Oh, gosh, there's so much that I want to try. I mean, I think it when you get to a list size like ours, it, it can be very difficult, I think, to sometimes visualize the consumer journey. And I I do the best that I can to create personalized journeys for every single customer that comes onto our list. But I think what has kept our list so large is that I focus on the customers that come in from the quiz and I personalize their journey as much as possible because they're giving me data on things that they can have use out of in, in their customer journey and with our products. If if I know that they took the quiz for Miracle Bomb and they have oily skin, they're probably not going to like that product. So I'm going to say, here are your quiz results, but here's a product that you might like better. And then vice versa, if they have dry skin, I can sell them on the shade that they recommended, but also all natural, which has no color. Use this on your cuticles, on your hands, on your neck. I can personalize their journey so much more than if a customer just comes onto our website, goes through the pop-up, and then, you know, eventually falls off. But these customers that take the quiz, I utilize this data as much as I can. Yeah, that data is so valuable, particularly when they're just giving it to you for free. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that there's dedicated spend on the paid side to help grow the email list and understanding like that's actually emails a really great selling channel and that uh, it's we don't have to spend all of our ad spend on, you know, direct acquisition. We Sometimes we need to nurture a little bit. Uh, so you probably have customers who go direct to acquisition and then you have other customers who come in through the quiz and take a little nurturing. And I love right. that approach. Um, one final yeah. question for you about this incredible list growth and the the size of your list is uh, I, you know, there's kind of this thing that happens in business where people say like, oh, my business made a million dollars. Um, okay. Or people will say, I made a million dollars. Well, your business brought in a million dollars, but you brought home $20,000 like over the last year, you know, it was like your expenses are so high that yeah, you, you made a million, but you spent like most of it. Um, which is fine in a lot of cases, but I think we need a little bit more transparency around those kind of fancy numbers. So with your million email subscribers, what is your unsubscribe rate? Oh, gosh, it's I want to say it's around or under 2%. It's very, very small. Yeah, I, I try to keep it under 2% around all costs. But in doing that, I, I rarely do full list sends, only when it's a product launch. And in that, I still, there are a couple exclusions that I'll throw in there. Like if the customer has reached out in Gorgeous in the last 24 hours, if they have an open ticket in Gorgeous, I don't want to send them a marketing message if they haven't gotten, if they haven't heard back from our CX team. 
So there's a lot of occurrences where I will send out five email campaigns a week, but only three of them or two of them might be landing um, to the majority of our of our list. So I try to keep everything as intentional as possible um, when it comes to when it comes to the marketing. So then that way people aren't spammed. Um, the right message is going to the right subscribers to the best of my ability. And it's funny, like as email marketers, we have this cognitive dissonance that everybody loves receiving email. Every single person that I have talked to in my family is like, you do email marketing. Like I, I unsubscribe from everything. Like I hate email. People don't like to receive emails. So how can you make your email different than what everybody else is doing out there? And that's with personalization, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to have to have you come back and talk to us about like that customer journey and that piece that you mentioned about having an open, gorgeous ticket and excluding them in email. I think like that's such a um, high value thing that you're doing for your customers that a lot of brands don't consider. So um, will you come back and talk to us about that later on? Absolutely. And I, I do want to end or if we want to keep going. we can Yeah, no, it's going, OK. We're wrapping up. It's. <laughs> it's easy to grow your list. Just like I said, you could easily, if you have a quiz, you can toggle that thing that says email required. You could run all of your ads to your quizzes. You could do a lot of things to grow your list. But what matters most is quantity or quality over quantity yes, when it comes to list growth. And that's something that I've always believed in. And just ensuring that you're not spamming your customers once you do have that list size that you're that you're satisfied with, that you're sending them intentional marketing that your customers are happy, you're in communication with your CX team to see if people are replying to your emails and asking questions, the whole nine yards. And so at Jones, we try and do that as much as possible, encompass all different departments between ads, retention, and CX to make sure that everything is balanced, that the customer is having a good journey. Because we do that, that's why I think that our customers are staying on our lists. Yeah. I mean, it's Bobby's mantra of want better, not more, right? Uh, Exactly. We can apply that here too. So. Thank you so much, Joanne. Uh, if people want to read your tweet thread, if they want to follow you and learn more and see when you hit 2 million and 5 million and 10 million subscribers, uh, where can they find you? Sure. On Twitter, it's it's Joanne yeah. Coffee is my handle, I believe. Yeah. yeah. 99% sure. It's Joanne Coffee. We'll yeah. link it in the floor. It's Joanne Coffee. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes for you. Perfect. That is correct. I'm looking at it right now. It's Joanne Coffee. <laughs> and she is Joanne Coffee. Thank you for being here, Joanne. Of course, Val. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to e-commerce marketing school. And huge favor, if you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. E-commerce marketing school is now part of the Triple Whale podcast network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.